0: Hello and welcome! You are listening to Desperate Acts of Capitalism, a podcast about money, marketing, and how it all goes wrong. Join us on our magical journey through a wonderland
1: of burning money. I'm Evan Swope. And I'm C.T. Kelly. Alright. So, what do you got for me today, bud? Another episode in quarantine. Yay. So, today, we're gonna take a magical time-traveling journey back to... The nineteen nineties.
0: Yay. You know
1: the nineties.
0: I do. I was born there.
1: Me too. <laughs> I was we born have so in much that much in common. I, I was born in that land. Um, so I'm gonna be talking about Disney's America. Ooh. Which was a planned theme park that never got built. Mmm. Fascinating. And you know it's not it, it's not often Disney plans something. That never right. happens. Usually, right? They plan something and then they build it, whether people like it or not. That's usually why you plan things. Exactly, Especially, with the intent of then doing yeah. it. Especially Disney, who has seemingly endless resources, and lots of practice planning and then
0: doing things.
1: Exactly. So Disney's America was a planned theme park that was to have been built by the Walt Disney Company in the early 1990s. The park oh, was okay. So very recent then. Yes. The park was planned to be built near Haymarket, Virginia, about five miles from the site of the Manassas National Battlefield Park. Hmm. Disney's America would have consisted of nine distinctly themed areas within a 125 to 185-acre theme park, as well as thousands of hotel rooms and housing, a golf course, and nearly 2 million square feet for retail and
0: commercial development. Okay, so like basically something roughly the same size as like Magic Kingdom down here in Anaheim. Exactly. So this is
1: something to the scale of their other theme parks. This is another huge undertaking. Okay. So announced in November 1993, the park was to have been dedicated to the history of the United States and was scheduled hmm. to open by 1998 with a $650 million budget, which is equivalent to $1.02 billion in today's money.
0: Damn. Oh, my God. However, the project... Yeah, I can already see problems arising here. Yeah. (laughs) Because dedicating something to America's history, we don't exactly have the nicest one. Yeah, and it's the Disney company, known
1: for making nice things.
0: (laughs) Well, And known for making, like, very saccharine, largely just straight-up wrong reimaginings of what were not nice things.
1: Exactly. And so a park dedicated to American history is already just like, okay. (laughs) All right. It's already a a seed of like, you know, suspicion planted there. All right. However, the project was canceled in September, 1994 and the, and never went into full development. Hmm. So this whole idea for Disney's America was the brainchild of Disney CEO, Michael Eisner, Ah. Who, <laughs> I don't know if you know a lot about michael Eisner, but he is a crazy man he
0: <laughs> <laughs> he is what uh we on he's what many medical professionals would call a uh, wackity-schmackity. <laughs> <laughs> loopity doopity a bit a bit of a goof tube <laughs> um so m-
1: Michael Eisner is responsible for some of the craziest um You know, projects uh, from Disney in the nineteen nineties. Some of
0: the some of the most wild stuff that they ever did.
1: Yeah, a lot of stuff that either didn't do super well or kind of you know petered out. Or he was responsible for uh, Disneyland Paris, which was Mm. almost a huge failure. Like they were able to turn it around, but it was like. It started as a huge failure. He was responsible for Disney Quest, which was like the this oh line. Oh my god, I
0: remember that.
1: Yeah. It, Holy shit. It, it was like a line of Disney arc like incredibly um like expensive Disney arcades that kind of failed miserably because they were just these giant spaces with these like very expensive um like
0: uh right, games no, they were like stuff. These- There were these enormous spaces filled with these, like, horribly expensive, crazy, like, early 1990s VR shit. Exactly. it was, well, and it was built, like, right, like, right before the retail apocalypse. Like, right before all the shit, like, that started, like, just completely and utterly getting kneecapped.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, Michael Eisner is, his whole thing is just these crazy, you know, like, out-on-a-limb, Projects that some of them were successful. He was also responsible for building uh, Disney's California Adventure, which right. was also like started out as a failure.
0: So, Although from what I've heard, it's like California Adventure is not like it hasn't really been uh, like a, a crazy bandwagon success like much of Disney's other stuff has been.
1: Totally, totally. So, um, yeah, so this kind of falls into that. It falls into that portfolio of Michael Eisner's crazy ideas that he had. He was CEO until, I think, 2007. So then Disney CEO Michael Eisner stated the genesis for Disney's America was sparked by a visit taken by him and other Disney executives to Colonial Williamsburg three to four years before the 1993 announcement.
0: The, the height of children's entertainment. <laughs> Colonial Williamsburg. But your children in the stocks... To. Which I have been to.
1: I, I it's I have as well, yes. It's kind of
0: fun? Yeah.
1: It's cool. I mean, I have family down there, so I've uh, been there a few times. And I, ju- I can just totally see Michael Eisner going and, like, seeing dollar signs in his eyes, which is a little unsettling.
0: Right. But it's like, I would not want to take, like, a small child there. I don't think they would have fun. No,
1: exactly. And just the fact that he sees it as, like, this huge, like possibility for the disney company is just like right right that's like michael eisner to a t it's just like oh yeah these crazy ideas that no one else sees which like some of them were successes but most of the time he's just you know he he gets inspired and he goes all out and makes things happen
0: right We'll, we'll accept any price and never takes no as an answer exactly yeah um, he's definitely going to come up on future episodes. We could do
1: a whole episode on Michael Eisner, honestly. Like, he could be like a We will, could do an entire
0: series on Michael yeah. Eisner. Like, he's...
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's incredibly fascinating. Um, so after coming up with the concept, Disney spent two years scouting potential sites near Washington, D.C. However, officials from Explore Park, a history theme park near Roanoke, that opened in 1994 alleged that Disney stole some of the ideas for Disney's America from their park after a 1987 meeting between the officials from the two companies, which Which I'm sure they did.
0: (laughs) I'm 100% sure that is true. Disney does that shit all the time.
1: And what consequences are they going to face? You're going to sue the Disney company?
0: (laughs) Right, they're Disney. They own like 70% of all media.
1: Yeah, they can do whatever they want. I mean, they built like disney world in florida is like they just built a
0: town like oh yeah no it's like in for for euro disney they just like they bought all that land without telling anyone yeah like and
1: they they can like they just they have this enormous resources so there's no reason why you know disney's america should not have been built like disney has all the resources um to to make it happen
0: Right, and it's like, even if it isn't a financial success, Disney has so much money that they can throw around. Exactly, and that, that's what
1: they did for like Disneyland Paris, Disney's California Adventure. It's like, they were not making money at first, but like Disney's portfolio is so huge, they're able to just take the loss and keep working on it until it makes money. At the time it was announced, on November 11th, 1993, Disney had already purchased or held options on the 3,000 acres of land needed for the proposed park. After concept plans for Disney's America were drawn up for the history-based attraction in 1993, it became Eisner's pet project. So he became obsessed with this, Mm. with doing it, quote, right. He wanted to make this happen. He wanted to do something that had never
0: been done before. We need to make sure our employees can say the (laughs) N-word. Oh, just you wait. Um. No. No. Oh,
1: shit. Uh Eisner obtained the support of outgoing governor L Douglas Wilder and incoming incoming governor George Allen um as well as the Virginia Commission on Population Growth and Development so he's getting like legit government connections to back this project.
0: Right there's there's a political term for this and it's called regulatory capture. Yeah. <laughs> and it should be extremely extremely illegal. Yeah, I mean but I I'm sure that's what Disney
1: d- did in Florida. I'm sure that's what they did in Anaheim.
0: It's standard practice for all of these major corporations. It's like, that's what Google was trying to do with the whole Google barge thing.
1: Exactly. And most of the the time it works
0: out. Right. Sadly.
1: Uh, So Wilder said, so this is Governor uh, George Wilder, or uh, Douglas Wilder of Virginia. He said he was, quote, pleased that Disney has come to us and incoming Governor George Allen promise to quote kick down any hurdles that would hold up the park
0: so they both say with their pockets like overflowing with yeah. stacks of hundreds <laughs>
1: exactly eisner literally has them in his pocket like they're totally behind him on this idea
0: right their heads are connected by like a weird umbilical cord yeah. thing to michael eisner <laughs> we're like brothers only closer it's <laughs> <laughs> a
1: great sound effect um Wilder, who had learned of the proposed park approximately two weeks before the announcement, elaborated that Disney had not forced Virginia into a bidding war through government concessions to attract the development, in contrast with the first American Legoland park, which was Mm. the subject of an ongoing competition between Prince William County and Carlsbad, California. So he's basically saying, nothing fishy going on here. Right, <laughs> he said this unprompted. We were not bribed. Yeah, we were not bribed. Not like those dirty Legoland tycoons. <laughs> um, many local citizens, including the head of the Haymarket Historical Commission, supported the project for economic reasons. A- as originally proposed, Disney's America would have created nineteen hundred jobs and generated fifty million annually in tax revenue. Mm. <laughs> So, um, Bob Weiss, uh, Disney's senior vice president, said in November 1993, This is not a Pollyanna view of America. We want to make you a Civil War soldier. We want to make you feel what it was like to be a slave, or what it was like to escape through the Underground Railroad. I don't want to do any of those things. That sounds horrible. <laughs> Disney was that going to like... make you feel what it was like to be a slave. Uh...
0: Oh my God! Just and, tr- like,
1: and to try to escape through the Underground Railroad.
0: Oh my god. Welcome, it's like, welcome to Mickey's Cotton Farm. Yeah, <laughs> like, e- exactly. It's like... Here's your cane knife, kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I'm all for, like, making
1: authentic experiences. But not by Disney. I don't want Disney making what they think authentic experiences are.
0: Well, and I don't want... I don't want these, like, utterly horrific, like... These utterly horrific historical circumstances to be like entertainment, exactly right. Yeah, it's, it's like this
1: a way for Disney to profit off of you know slave, like literally profiting off of the the experience of slavery,
0: right? And yeah, and that's it's literally like that. That would literally be like Disney's Auschwitz, yeah. Like exactly, it,
1: there's no difference. It's like you're just, you know, like candy coating it and saying like these people had it really hard and then charging admission and making it fun. Right.
0: Like it's it's despicable.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, Peter Rummel, president of Disney Design and Development at the time, stated that the park was designed to be a one-day experience and the goal was to make history, quote, real but also make it fun. <laughs> uh, huh, uh. Rummel acknowledged that creating entertainment around historical events such as slavery and the Civil War could be controversial. Oh, yeah? You think? (laughs) You think, buddy? But he elaborated that, quote, An intelligent story, properly told, shouldn't offend anybody. But we won't worry Um, about being politically correct. (laughs) It's just... just, uh... I, I...
0: You say that word, I don't think you know what it means in this context.
1: Yeah. So... He's saying this shouldn't offend anybody. Like, right? This will probably be fine. Yeah, like this shouldn't. This will not offend people. It's like, how, how can you? Like, just because it doesn't offend you, like, what? Like, what
0: basis do you have for making this statement? Well, it's like to, to take a subject like American slavery and the African diaspora. You, you can either tell the story correctly, and it won't be appropriate for like a family theme park yeah. or you can make it appropriate for a family theme park and make it offensively incorrect. Yeah, like revision handy coded history, like erasing the pain of hundreds of years. Right. It's there is no responsible way to include this in a theme park experience. Exactly. Oh my God!
1: Especially a theme park experience by a company known for making, you know, Dumbo's magical adventure and right, you know, right. Dimwitz, Dimble, Damble Apple Town. You that's... know, like <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's my favorite Disney park is Dimwitz, Dimble, Damble Apple Town. <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry. It's... Still getting used to this new
1: human form. <laughs> um, uh, the location was chosen to tap into the tourist crowds visiting Washington, D.C., and several local attractions, including the battlefield at Manassas, King's Dominion, Bush Gardens, Jamestown, Yorktown, Colonial Williamsburg, and the Virginian National Air and Space Museum, which I have been to all of those places, and they're all right. great. And yeah, it kind of makes me really mad that Disney just wanted to
0: steal all the people going to those historical right. landmarks. I, those and... are all because those are all genuinely fascinating, genuinely interesting historical places. Exactly. Yeah. Have is... I ever? Have I ever told you my story about going to the Virginia National Space Museum? No, I, I have some stories there too. Like, what? Like, what is yours? Okay. Okay. So I went. I went on like a DC field trip for my my eighth grade like at the end of my eighth grade year. It was literally like we graduated and then we got on a plane to Virginia. Oh right? wow! And so that's a big time shift, yes. right? We're so our basically the plan was was we were going to fly, and none of us will have slept, and it would have been we landed there at like four in the morning, right? And our plan was just to go. Like go on adventures for a whole day and then get to the uh, get to the hotel at evening in Virginia right. and then crash to immediately reset all of our jet lag. Yeah, smart plan. But that means that like the first day of that trip was this like exhausted, like yeah. ramble. So we got we got to the the first thing that we did when we landed was we went to the Virginia the Virginia Aerospace Museum. At, like, six in the morning There was no one there Like, most of the lights in the museum Were not on yet It had this weird haunted vibe And none of us, like, we just got off A six hour plane ride and none of us had eaten Yeah, you guys are loopy
1: and Like, you know, sleep
0: deprived And so it was me and, like Ten of my classmates We went to the, uh, the, the Carl's Jr. On the third floor That's, like, overlooking The, uh the, the enormous dark shop floor yeah. of the Virginia National Aerospace Museum and there was there was like one employee there and they were very busy yeah and i had this distinct memory of like okay i need some caffeine so i went and i got like i went and i got a sprite or something uh-huh. and i sat down and i was eating my chicken nuggets and i take a sip of the i no, it was a fanta i was i take a sip of my fanta and i go oh <laughs> because <laughs> turns out the soda machine was not working (laughs) and instead of giving me like seltzer and flavored syrup i was drinking a full large cup of flavored orange (laughs) corn syrup oh god And so the the five other people in the room were like, "What? What is it?" And I was like, "Oh, the soda machine's broken. It gave me nothing but this enormous glass of orange syrup." And so all of us in our bleary state just crowded around this table, and we're we're looking at the like the refurbished corpses of these old planes, yeah. and like missiles, <laughs> in this dark shop floor, just passing around <laughs> this enormous. <laughs> Up, I'm drinking Take, raw orange corn syrup. Taking hits of the raw flavored high fructose corn syrup. Because, because it was the only thing that we could do to feel something at that <laughs> moment. Oh, that's so great. I, I The only other experience I remember from that trip, like vividly, was going to. Oh, we went to like some. We went to Gettysburg. We went to fucking Gettysburg. Oh yeah, yeah. Um and we were all hungry and the only thing to eat there was a mcdonald's and this group this like group of girls instead of buying meals for themselves they all pooled their money and got a hundred piece chicken mcnugget meal (laughs) that they then brought onto the bus back home and so for the rest of the trip the bus smelled like chicken nuggets
1: oh my goodness oh that's great
0: just, that was a really fun trip, actually. I loved that trip. Yeah, those memories got, are, are fun and
1: those I got really sick
0: halfway through. <laughs> it,
1: yeah, as is want to happen with, you know, middle schoolers, traveling oh, yeah. halfway across the country. Um, it's usually from vo- some vomiting involved.
0: I, I all I had was a high fever, so that was okay. That's good. That's good. I've definitely vomited a lot on those. <laughs>
1: those kind of trips. Um, Ah, the
0: memories.
1: (laughs) All right. So, yeah, like, those are fun. Like, imagine, and Disney just sees dollar signs, like, we can steal some of these eighth graders coming to the National Aerospace (laughs) Museum.
0: Because that's what they tried to do with California Adventure, right? It's like people would come and they would go to Disneyland, but it's only like a one-day thing. Right. And so people would, people coming in from out of town, they would stay at... You know, they wanted people to stay at the resorts and shit. Yeah. But because people would come down, they would go to Disneyland, and then they would do other California shit. Exactly. And yeah, so they like, make Nott's a
1: farm or right.
0: medieval times or whatever. And so they're like, let's make a second gate so yeah. that that way we can.
1: <laughs> they can like, never leave. We
0: can... Right. Well, they can experience all of California in one convenient park. Exactly. And that's what they
1: were trying to do for Virginia, but like not. Right.
0: For America. Yeah, but like American for history. historical landmarks. <laughs>
1: Um, okay. So although Disney did not ask for concessions at the announcement in November, 1993, the company warned the purchase of land options would not proceed without improvements in roads and infrastructure. Mm. So they wanted to come in and just overhaul Virginia and, you know, make it, you know, like <laughs> make right. it all clean and nice. Make it up, up to Disney snuff as it were. Yes. Um, Governor Allen proposed a, a, uh, 163 million dollar budget and in, uh, in qu- equivalent to 281 million today, um, mm-hmm. in state of Virginia spending one of the costliest incentive packages offered to date to improve yeah. roads at the proposed Disney site, defray relocation costs, and promote tourism in the area. Essentially, just make you know like facilitating Disney's arrival into Virginia.
0: Right, right. Creating a landing a landing pad for. Disney.
1: Yeah, like rolling out the red carpet. You know, like uh, improving the medieval town as the king goes through on his tour or the prince goes right, through on right. his tour so it doesn't look too ugly or peasanty.
0: Right. They were making the strip of land between the, the Virginia airport and Disneyland a Potemkin village. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Making it all nice. Um, in addition, Prince William County of Virginia requested that um, $50 million in loans for. Virgi- from Virginia be used to improve water and sewer lines. So they're just building the infrastructure for a tourist influx.
0: Right. And this is an enormous expenditure on Virginia's part.
1: Totally. One of the costliest um, investments into infrastructure in Virginian history. Um, the project was granted subsidies by the Virginia state government in March 1994, with Disney advancing the subsidy proposal on the last possible day and threatening to abandon the project if it was not passed so remember when the governor said like no Disney did not engage in a bidding war and did not like did not like you know like put pressure on us to do this at all (laughs) it's like no Disney is saying like we're gonna pull out and go to Maryland or whatever if you don't give us this infrastructure investment out of your own state budget it's
0: like no they didn't bid but they are definitely holding you hostage
1: yeah exactly um so the Disney's America project received additional project support as as late as September 1994. So now Jeez. I'm I'm going to talk about Disney's actual plans for what they were going to build in Disney's America.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So the plan was going to have um you know like it's going to be like a normal Disney theme park with distinctly themed zones. Um, right. And like mini lands within the, the, you know, the enclosure.
0: Right. Like how a standard Disneyland park is laid out.
1: Exactly. So you, normally Disneyland, Disneyland, you'd have Fantasyland, Adventureland, adventure land, But here's right. what they were going to have in Disney's America. Crossroads USA, a pre-Civil War era village that would have served as the hub of Disney's America. Guests would enter under an 1840s train trestle, which would have fe- featured antique steam trains circling the park.
0: Yeah, Walt loved fucking trains, didn't he? Oh, yeah,
1: totally. There's always that train motif going on. Uh, So, in addition, another land was Native America. Oh, boy. (laughs) A recreation of a Native American village that would have reflected the tribes that were known in that part of the country. Guests Uh would have also enjoyed interactive experiences, exhibits in arts and crafts, as well as a whitewater river raft that would have traveled through the area based on the Lewis and Clark Expedition.
0: Of course, it's like, welcome to Native America. Anyway, here's a ride about Lewis and Clark. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, that's the centerpiece of Native America. The two white people that we know. Yeah, exactly. And it's literally like the plans for that ride were just to, like, copy and paste, um, like, Bigfoot Rapids from. Right. So it's like taking this, like, authentic Native American village and just putting a, you know, Whitewater Rapids ride in there.
0: Right, right it's just Um, your culture's not a zoo to us yeah
1: exactly check out this ride with thrilling drops you might get soaked Um, oh jeez President's Square a celebration of the birth of democracy and those who fought to preserve it it features a film
0: showing the live birth of George Washington (laughs) exclusive footage Um, dig your own birthing trench (laughs)
1: So the Hall of Presidents from Walt Disney's um, uh, Magic Kingdom would have been basically copied and pasted into this land as well. Mm -hmm. The Civil War fort would have plunged guests into a more turbulent time in American history (laughs) with an an adjacent replica battlefield where Civil War reenactments would be staged and an adjacent man-made freedom bay where water battles between the Monitor and the Merrimack would have been staged as a thrilling nighttime spectacular fun so like again like copy and pasting the fantasia nighttime spectacular but making it civil war themed
0: right giving it making it a naval combat between people that were trying to own black people
1: yeah and you know like for all the like revolutionary you know like aspects that they were claiming that this theme park would be like there's a surprising lack of imagination in these you know themed areas it's literally just like copying and pasting rides that they have in their other parks and then just saying like oh it's civil war themed or it's native american themed or whatever it's just like stealing history and using existing
0: ride concepts there's very little actual originality in terms of like the craft of imagineering of this like sort of stagecraft element of it
1: yeah it's like more so just kind of like you know re-theming existing or just like kind of like disneyfying like existing, you know, historical landmarks. Yeah, which is lame. Um the enterprise land, a mock factory town. It would have highlighted huh. american ingenuity where guests could have ridden a major attraction called Industrial Revolution, traveling on a roller coaster type <laughs> ride through a 19th century landscape with heavy industry and blast furnaces.
0: You, at the end you just get incinerated in a blast furnace
1: yeah and you get like what's the disease when you like inhale like a cold. black lung
0: yeah you can get black lung at the end uh <laughs> you get little like there's like black cotton candy lungs that you can purchase at the end <laughs> yeah you know like join us on our child labor simulator <laughs> right but you could just like stick your arms in the gears of Yeah, (laughs) extremely quick moving machinery and chop your thumbs off that you then get to keep on a necklace yeah Uh,
1: on either side of the ride would have been exhibits of technology that defined America's industry and developments that would have defined future industries
0: it's like a dark ride where you're you're going through it and there's like an animatronic of Henry Ford calling you a Jewish slur
1: (laughs) exactly it's like it's just a weird like
0: marriage of like
1: fun exciting thrill rides and you know, like a tour through American history. It's just like it doesn't work. Like it's it just, just like ugh.
0: there's there's it's like you could do this correctly, but it would have to be nothing. It would have to be nothing but people talking about like how horrible a lot of these beloved American like these beloved American figures are. Yeah. Like, there's there's no way to talk about how cool Alexander Hamilton is without also mentioning the fact that he owned his wife right
1: yeah (laughs) but it's like you already know that like this is going to be like from the descriptions that we hear is like it's going to be an equal like telling the true story and also like propping up people like george washington and making them these like you know larger than life figures who fought for democracy and preserved american the way of life and just like it's a weird contradiction there right uh we the People Land, a replica mm. of the Ellis Island building, which acted as a gateway for to America for many immigrants in the nineteenth and early twentieth centuries. Music, restaurants, and a live show would be here. So, like, this is where you'd go to, like, eat your chicken dinner or whatever. It's the right. Ellis this Island is, replica.
0: This is where you. This is where the food court is because it's multicultural.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um so that way you can serve Panda Express but rebrand it as something yeah. more old-timey? Exactly. Authentic cultural cuisine. But that's like, if you were going to do this part correctly, that's how you have to do everything. Yeah. Right. But Uh, even then, it's like you can't just not mention all of the bad shit.
1: Exactly. Which is like, you know, they were going to do because that would turn tourists away. Like, they're just trying to, you know, entertain their three-year-olds. But then they're talking about, like, the horrors of slavery and, like you know, like the industrial revolution.
0: Right. Or yeah, just all of the various evils and like all of the various evils that America has done over its existence.
1: Exactly. Uh, Victory field and guests would have experienced what America's soldiers faced in the defense of freedom during the world wars. It would have been just
0: give you whiskey and
1: saw your legs off. (laughs) It would have been themed to resemble an airfield with a series of hangars containing attractions based on America's military, potentially using virtual reality technology. So, I don't know if that means, like, you put on VR goggles and just, like, shoot Germans, or I don't... I It's just like, wow, it's like I'm really in the Battle of of Saigon! Yeah. Uh, The airfield would have also served as an exhibit of airplanes from different periods. As well, this is their, you know, encroaching on the National Aerospace Museum territory. Right, right. Um, as well as major flying exhibitions, concepts for what would have been the world's first dueling inverted roller coasters, um, which would have been named Dogfighter, were drawn up, but were ultimately abandoned due to the projected cost of the attraction. So again, just taking like, just taking like a corkscrew roller coaster and calling it Dogfighter and saying like you're just right. like. The Red Baron or you're just like a, you know, like a right. dogfighter in World War One. It's just Right
0: weird. It's like uh, every cockpit has an authentic has an authentic jawbone of a Japanese soldier. Yeah. The ride would have had guests
1: flying through the air, at, at, in German and American biplane-themed trains, and would have featured you, several near You misses. can't
0: make them German. Yeah. You can't make
1: them Nazi planes. What but they the were fuck? going to—they were going to. You was, can't do that. The ride—the ride was going to be one—you know—one set of tourists would be in the American roller coaster, one would be in the German roller coaster, and they would you, represent you two dueling planes.
0: D- you cannot do that. You cannot fucking do that. That is so holy shit evil. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You Um, can't uwu the fucking Nazis! (laughs) I thought this was supposed to be, like, an American-themed thing. Exactly. It's just a weird, just, you know, like... That's so (laughs) fucked up. Oh, my God.
1: It just reminds me of the the Charlie Brooker, like, Hooray for the Nazis clip. Right, right. Like, (laughs) that, that horrible, like, simulation reality show, like, recreating battles between...
0: Right, you know, it's like, like, who would win, like, a Nazi SS officer or, a like, a Spartan warrior or something? It's
1: Yeah, exactly, and they, they were, the two sides were given equal, like, weight in the way they were presented, so you were, like, you pick, pick a side, you either were
0: cheering for the, the allies right. or, or the, you know, like, the Nazis. It's like, right, what? it's like, who would win, an SS officer or a Khmer Rouge agent? It's yeah. like, neither one of these, it's like, stop! I was gonna say, like, they should just reskin... They should reskin the Tarzan treehouse and be like Viet Cong jungle <laughs> adventure. Like
1: I mean, like well, like how how different is the you know making a German Nazi plane roller coaster like it's right. It's so see, like they're you know like the Viet Cong treehouse adventure is not out of the realm of possibility for <laughs> for this park.
0: It's that's so fucked
1: up. I can't believe anyone even considered that. I know and like, had support from like the two different Virginia governors, like. I mean, they were bought and paid for.
0: Maybe, like, I I could see that roller coaster being like maybe okay if you swap them out. Like, maybe maybe instead of being German fighters, you swap them swap them out for like Lavochkin fighters or something. Do it like Americans versus Soviets or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. But Just even don't then, it's like
0: the Nazis. It's like you can't really make you can't really make a roller coaster about war, man. Yeah, exactly. Just the whole concept is so gross.
1: <laughs> All right. So public opposition to the theme park and associated development was stronger than Disney expected, hmm. especially from a vocal group of prominent historians named protect historic America. So, okay. Historian David McCullough, McCullough, uh, described Disney's America as a potential commercial blitzkrieg in May, 1994.
0: What's with Pre- the world war two shit, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, predicting the same urban sprawl that surrounded Disneyland and Disney World for Virginia. So this, I mean, this is just like going to completely come in and like not only steal tourists away from historical landmarks, but completely like erase some historical landmarks to you know, like build this develop this land.
0: Right. It's like you're going to not only are you stealing tourists away from historical landmarks, you're showing them a Like, an uwu whitewashed version of those same landmarks. Exactly. And you're
1: literally, like, building on historical ground. Right, yeah. Uh, Historians James M. McPherson warned that the Sprawl would desecrate the ground over which men fought and died. Because they were going to build on battlefields, like, where people lost their lives fighting each other. Right. And that's fucked up.
0: You you can't...
1: uh...
0: You can't claim to be respecting something and then build a theme park on its grave.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's like well, there's you've already you know you're already disrespectful. Even if you make the most culturally sensitive, perfect, accurate thing, you're you're right. already if, desecrating ground where battles. If, battle if it has,
0: if it has a ride where you sell tickets for it, you're like that's not respectful. Exactly. I'm sorry.
1: Exactly. It goes to Disney's profit. That's it's you know. Um, Disney also faced opposition from groups concerned that historical events such as the Civil War and slavery could be trivialized by teaching history through entertainment and possibly selling, quote, little souvenir slave ships, which of course, did,
0: like Disney, like would do that, like. <laughs> right. Well, it's uh, it's like you could like. Okay, I went to the uh, I went to the uh, the the Manzanar internment campsite yeah. once because right. there's a museum there. Yeah. Right it like the museum is fa- is fascinating and pulls no punches and there is a gift shop right it's mostly it's mostly just stuff of like it's like books about manzanar mm-hmm. right it's like books from people that were interned there uh like it's not there there aren't like snow globes of it you know <laughs> yeah. right but well the thing is is go- that all ahead. of the all of the profits from anything that you buy at the gift shop go directly to the museum it's right. non-profit right. right
1: yeah well i mean that's the it's way to all... do it
0: you sell firsthand testimony
1: and you give it back to those people and to preserving that history that's the way right. you do this right
0: it goes directly to the museum that you just walked through exactly
1: right? no one is making money off of this totally but like a, disney's number one goal is to make money it's not to preserve history they're building exactly. roller coasters um, God. In particular, scholars objected that Disney's past portrayals of American history deviated significantly from the truth.
0: Yeah, they haven't had the best track record with this shit. Yeah, like
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I mean, oh God.
1: Check out like like any of Disney's movies about you know like <laughs> any the, like historical events. Oh yeah, it's fucking Disneyfied. Song of the <laughs> South. Yeah, it, it's like it's Disneyfied. Like it's already like Disney is known for taking things profiting off of them and making them candy coated it all nice and there's always a happy ending Uh. um michael eisner would later disavow comments from weiss uh the senior vice president who had stated that the planned exhibit on slavery would quote make you feel what it was like to be a slave saying Hmm. that weiss had misspoken and was not used to speaking to the media (laughs) just like that he's just not media trained. Like it's 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 not a lack of spin, dude. Yeah, and plus he's the vice president of the Disney Company. He's very well media trained. Right? <laughs> like, you what don't are you get talking that job about? without being media trained. This isn't some intern who is just talking to the local news. This is an official right. statement from the VP of Disney. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Rummel also peter rummel who is the president of disney design also rejected the fears as premature uh those are (laughs) harsh words for a production that not only hasn't opened
0: but hasn't even been fully written you said that they would make people feel like a slave yeah right this is these are entirely reasonable concerns exactly
1: yeah it's and it's like just wait, like, let us build it first. Like then you, well, you can give us a fair assessment. It's like, by the time you build it, there's no way to stop it. Like, right. you, you like what are you going to do? Just, oh, this, this park is culturally insensitive and horrible. So we'll just take it down. It's like, no, once it's built, it's built. And then it just expands from there. Right, exactly. People were trying to make sure it doesn't get built and, you know, battlefields don't get dug up.
0: So, because you're clearly not going to do it Respectfully, Yeah, assholes. exactly.
1: Uh, Weiss later stressed the content of the park Had not yet been fully decided Saying, quote, I'm not sure we have a certain direction, direction yet Our thoughts are evolving in March 1994 But it's like, you clearly Have a direction, you put out a brochure With the plans for all the themed lands
0: Right, and none of it was good That's yeah, the problem <laughs>
1: right. It's not like, oh, maybe we could tweak this It's like, no, this whole thing Is disrespectful this, this...
0: This entire idea is, like, is an abomination of a (laughs) Cambian. Yeah. (laughs) Um, By August 1994,
1: novelist William Styron penned an opinion that any exhibit that would allow visitors to, quote, experience slavery would be inadequate, and soon afterward, Disney announced the proposed slavery exhibit had been shelved. Thanks, Disney. Yeah, nice, guys. They've really learned from their mistakes.
0: Right. Oh, you're not going to, like literally whip your customers yeah, cool <laughs> Fun. right
1: you're not gonna sell you know admission tickets to an authentic slavery simulator simulator good
0: like uh, nothing there is no okay there is no way that you can accurately portray slavery without the word rape right and yeah disney will never write that word of course of course Um,
1: in addition the heavy subsidies proposed from Virginia face opposition in the state legislature by late February 1994 the planned Disney Park was still locally popular in Haymarket but faced opposition from nearby towns who echoed McCullough's prediction quote following the theme park will be all the things people want gas stations motels and God help us the fast food strips so they're just all this beautiful preserved historical land is just going to get developed you know When you have a Disneyland, you're going to have a million motels, a million McDonald's. You're going to have all the things. It's just, you know, urbanizing and, you know, paving in concrete all this
0: beautiful land. Right. Ugh.
1: Um, A national farm conservation group, the American Farmland Trust, voiced its opposition to the project, saying it threatened up to 50% of the state's orchards and 15% of its farmland.
0: Holy shit. I didn't realize it would be that like widespread yeah because disney was
1: building on like prime location like prime you know like farmland like they're they're not building on rinky dink land where you can't grow anything like they're
0: building where people grow things right they're building where people live yeah which is usually where people grow things especially for an agricultural economy exactly and 50 percent of the state's orchards in one theme park that's that's crazy
1: um and like talk about like you know, like, this will be a great investment into Virginia's economy. It's like, but it will also wipe out a big portion of its farmland and orchards? Like, there's there's a cost to that, too. Right. No, that's
0: that's that's horrific. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, proponents of the theme park project alleged Protect Historica America was merely a front to av- advance the interests of wealthy landowners who owned land close what? to the planned development. It's like... Wh- disney is saying the people who are right. opposing us are just the wealthy landowning elites right disney saying disney that. like one of the oh. most you know elite landowners in the world god uh what scum i know uh but it's just you know it's it's just a political tactic t- trying to take away the credibility of your opponents yeah. Um, Disney projected up to 35,000 automobiles per day, which raised traffic and pollution concerns amongst local residents. And yeah, like, not a good thing, Disney. No, it's like maybe it'll improve the economy, but it's like when you go to Virginia, like especially being from California, when you go to Virginia, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's just like Seriously. open land, one-lane freeways. It's just like the right. most beautiful preserved land. and Hot,
0: muggy, but fresh air. Yeah,
1: like... Exactly, and it's just like, Disney just wants to pave over all of it, bring a ton of new tourists, like, you know... Bring in all this fucking, like,
0: industry, and yeah. destroy the air quality, and
1: ugh. Right, bring in all these cars, which would have expanded freeways, you know, increased traffic. Uh, the Disney official in charge of the project, Mark Piccola, penned an editorial touting planned road improvements as benefiting all motorists. Which, again, is just, you know, expanding freeways so that more people can drive to Disney's America. right um Virginia Transportation Secretary Robert E Mar- Martinez announced the state would seek a full federal review of the planned freeway improvements which would delay the approval approval of road construction funds Other residents mm-hmm. citing the already low unemployment rates were skeptical were skeptical of the economic boost generated by the park like Virginia was already doing really well in the early
0: 90s right. like they don't need like an economic boost like, and if anything like if you're destroying 50% of Virginia's orchards that's going to destroy an enormous amount of agri- of agricultural jobs. Yeah, it's like and then they can it's just It's not just the it's not just the people growing the food, it's the people selling the food and shipping the food and like Exactly. Like every every person in Virginia who's buying the food. You're going to cut that entire industry in half. Yeah.
1: They can just get jobs as, you know, like ride attendants on the Lewis right, and Clark fucking... Adventure
0: fucking greeters at Henry Ford's racism adventure.
1: Right, get paid minimum wage.
0: By Uh, Disney of all people. Yeah.
1: Um, Other residents and I already said, uh, an economic report commissioned by park opponents said that Disney had overstated economic benefits saying that only 6,000 not 12,000 as Disney had said jobs would be created in mostly low wage, low skill categories and the park would only bring on an additional uh one to five million in annual tax revenue compared to the fourteen million that Disney projected.
0: Yeah, that that isn't even worth it financially. Totally. Given how much investment they're gonna have to do for all of this. That's not even worth it at all.
1: Exactly. And like of course Disney's lying and saying we're gonna bring in twelve thousand jobs and bring in fourteen million in tax revenue when the actual number is like fifty percent minimum lower than that.
0: Right, because there's no consequences for them lying. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, it's just, again, it's just projections, and projections, like, you don't need to— because it's something that could happen in the future. You don't need to prove anything.
0: Right, and and you can't prove it.
1: Yeah, because it, it hasn't happened yet. Right. <laughs> uh, operators of other area attractions, including Colonial Williamsburg, uh, feared that Disney's America would siphon away tourist time and spending instead of adding another attraction for the Washington, D.C. area. Which, which, that was Disney's plan. Like, that yep. was the reason they built this, is to suck away tourist money from the other attractions. Uh, Disney Vice President John Dreyer uh, dismissed these protesters as stereotypical, not-in-my-backyard citizens, saying, I, I think it's very similar to the arguments you've heard about a dozen projects around the country, which is, a I'm here, dozen. I don't want anyone else to come. It's just like... Like, they're right. <laughs> Yeah, and like he's basically just calling like the citizens of Virginia greedy, greedy and saying like they just don't want us to build in their backyard. It's like they're just, you know, being greedy with their land. Right. It's uh, we we Disney deserve their land. Yeah, exactly. As the morally righteous superiors in this situation. (laughs) Right. Uh, Despite the vocal opposition, polls showed a majority of Virginia residents supported the project which who who fucking knows if that's true or not right who fucking cares um you know like i'm sure a lot of like citizens thought it would be cool to have a disney park in their state but like a lot of people whose jobs depended on their not being a disney park or you know like right. vocal in their Likely opposition quite against it yes uh representative michael andrews um a democrat from texas uh, a civil war buff um, introduced a resolution on june 16 1994 to send a message to disney not to build the project in the proposed location saying he was quote not opposed to disney or the park as long as the project is built in another location mm. uh, andrews was joined in support by democratic representative uh, tim romer and robert uh, torricelli um, from in- indiana and new jersey with Torricelli adding that civil war history should not be taught by Mickey and Minnie Mouse and Donald Duck, so like they're yeah. getting representatives from not just Virginia, from Texas, from Indiana, and right. New Jersey, like all like people are starting to unite, like, right, in, all over America in opposition against like because it's not just a Virginia issue. This is like a national these like national. Right. This is our national history. <laughs> yeah, that's being erased. In total, there were twenty nine co sponsors for the resolution to tell disney to move to another location damn but even as several representatives promised to take any federal actions to prevent disney's america from being built near manassas eisner and house speaker tom foley hosted a lunch for congress members in support of the project Eh. so you know trying to bribe them
0: right obviously
1: On June 22, 1994, a Senate subcommittee hearing was held in regards to the validity of the proposed development of Disney's America. Elected officials and Disney executives testified in support of the project, while historians testified in opposition. Senators John Warner, Republican from Virginia, uh, Ben Campbell, Democrat from uh, Colorado, and other officials argue that Congress had no business intervening in what was a state project. Hmm. The same day, a Prince William County in Virginia judge dismissed a lawsuit that had been brought by Disney's America opponents against the park. So the opponents were starting to lose this battle, and they were starting to reel—like, they took it to federal court. Right. And they were still saying, like, you know, it's like—it's a state issue. If the Virginia governor is supporting this, we can't really do anything about it.
0: Right. Well, and— and Eisner was at least smart enough to get the governor and vice governor in his pocket before he even started the project.
1: Exactly. Yeah, he was very strategic about it. He got the necessary connections immediately. Hmm. Uh, Michael Eisner said about the park in June 1994, quote, Disney's America not only will not replace historic sites, but rather will add to their luster by enthusing our guests about events that occurred there and the people who took part in them.
0: We are confident... Yeah. <laughs> it's That's a just a lie. Like, your explicit business plan here is to steal business away from you. Yeah. No, no, no. We're not
1: erasing historical landmarks. We are merely adding to historical landmarks. Right. We're <laughs> enthusing people, whatever that means. We're adding to them by digging them up and building our own versions of them. Right. We are confident our project will actually encourage more people to visit historic areas. Owned by Disney. <laughs> uh-
0: Again, with all of this shit about businesses just being able to lie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You don't have to. No one is fact checking this. Like, it's such a blatant fucking lie. Yeah. And it's all put into
1: like, I think that it will increase interest in history. It's like you think, but
0: that's not like we know it won't. Right. Because the only way that you make money is if it doesn't. Um. So
1: Eisner continued, and we believe our presentation of the American heritage can make a significant national contribution to the important cause of historic preservation. We Man, plan. Fuck off. I know we plan to use all the tools available to us, filmmaking, animation, environments, music, interactive media, live interpretation to bring, to bring the American experience to life. We are working with historians and other experts to make Disney's America as engaging an engaging and genuine encounter with america's past together we have identified some common themes that run through the american experience our persistent Uh, resistance to injustice our quest for tolerance and inclusion our history of rising to the challenges our faith in the promise of the future and our belief that ordinary people can accomplish extraordinary things we we owned people which if you want a, an accurate quote about the history of America take that quote and reverse everything he said <laughs> it's like
0: literally the opposite of everything he just said is true
1: yeah it's like america has always been you know committed to tolerance and inclusion and fighting injustice it's like what are you talking about
0: right it's like we were we were founded on the right to own people
1: yeah exactly it's like just because 200, 300 years later we started to correct things does not mean America has always been committed to justice. <laughs> it's just right. such a wrong view to take. <sighs> uh, we believe that every person, particularly the children, who can touch history and sense the emotions of a time or event will be impelled to learn more. This is the vision and purpose of Disney's
0: America. I don't think children can do that. No. No. What was that about, like, children being able to sense emotions by touching things? (laughs) Yeah, Michael Eisner had some weird, weird ideas. All children are weird little psychic nymphs. Which is, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Eisner thought that. (laughs) I don't think Michael Eisner has ever talked to a child before. No,
1: no. I mean, when when his children were born, they were immediately sent away,
0: did not look at them. To begin their psychic training. Yeah. (laughs) I
1: mean, it's just, like... You can tell Eisner is passionate about this, but he's just so flawed in his thinking, and it's so wrong, and it's so just based on, on a just gross like. Right. It's like I
0: think he's. I think all of Eisner's thinking is genuine about all this shit. Yeah. It's not like he just doesn't realize that there could be problems. He's just like. Right, and he's he's got a little bit of that Billy McFarlane shit of like. Yeah. Like I'll just I'll make it work.
1: Totally great and again like he's the ceo of the disney company he's like there's no like he's not used to like getting the word no like he can do whatever the hell he wants he can renovate nobody really
0: can tell him no. that's the
1: problem exactly and so like he's just justifying it to himself basically but like he's he's not like you know he's not gonna like listen to the people he's not taking the criticism to heart exactly so uh eisner rebuked protesters and detractors especially the historian members of protect historic america saying in a june 1994 interview with the washington post that quote i sat through many history classes where i read some of their stuff and i didn't learn anything it was pretty boring i guess i can say that i object to some of their stuff so like he's getting uh dirty like he's he's saying basically like We're going to tell history better than you historians. Like, just watch us.
0: What he explicitly said was, I read their books and I didn't learn anything. (laughs) It's like, yeah, bud, we know. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're trying to do this.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you had learned anything about American history, you would know that this is like an abomination, what you're trying to create. Like, the the
0: dude just straight up said, I read history and I didn't learn anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, that's... We can stop the podcast here. Yeah. (laughs) Michael Eisner,
1: 1994. (laughs) I read history. I didn't learn anything. Eisner said that he was surprised by the opposition, stating that he expected to be taken around on people's shoulders for both the economic stimulus of 19,000 new jobs, which, again no they they estimated it would be six thousand jobs
0: right It's like one half of one percent of what you predicted
1: yeah, it's like you know, I thought people would be happy that we're gonna create a hundred billion jobs um, right. uh
0: I thought he, everybody I thought everybody would like put flower crowns on my head and lick my feet constantly <laughs> yeah. or something like why don't you do that um <laughs>
1: he thought people would be happy both for the economic stimulus and the entertainment value that would allow visitors to quote, get high on history.
0: What? <laughs> I don't
1: like, I just crazy at the, Like, what are you talking about, dude?
0: It's just like utterly disconnected. Yeah, like,
1: he really is. Um, get high
0: on history, get high hell? on history
1: with Mickey mouse, <laughs> you know, take a, take a hit from the bong of history with, <laughs> with goofy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs> oh my God! Uh, Mainline some history with Donald Duck. <laughs> God.
1: Uh, in the same interview, Eisner reiterated Disney's rights to develop on the three thousand acres, saying, "Quote: It's private land that's not in the middle of a historic area, which it was partially. Like that's right. just a straight-up lie." Uh, Di- Eisner did not rule out moving the park to other sites. Noting that the governors of Maryland and North Carolina had begun to court the company, so that's his way of putting additional pressure on Virginia, saying, "Right, we can move this if you want. We can move our in, in like huge economic stimulus,
0: right, which uh, is just going to make Virginia fight for
1: them even harder." Exactly. So <laughs> it's really funny. Here's like where Eisner gets like a little bit of like you know, comeuppance. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so. In order to try to convince historians who were opposed to the project, Eisner... I'm so
0: ready. I'm so ready. Okay.
1: (laughs) Eisner brought a group of historians to Epcot to see the American Adventure... However, the historians reacted overwhelmingly negatively to the Epcot exhibition.
0: Yeah, man!
1: <laughs> and Eisner later said that the historians probably had the impression that, quote, Disney couldn't be trusted to depict American history in ways that were sufficiently complex, subtle, and inclusive.
0: I, he actually thought
1: he had something there, didn't he? Totally. Well, he's used to, like, you know, a group of legislators... Like I'll just take them out for a nice lunch and you know give them a private tour of Disneyland and then he they'll be like,
0: actually <laughs> he actually thought that taking a bunch of historians to fucking Epcot would like blow them away with how accurate <laughs> and respectful he was being right it's like and they're just like dude this is a fucking food court like, right
1: exactly you and even Eisner later later admitted they they learned through that visit that Disney could not be trusted Di- Eisner said that in a later interview.
0: I'm glad he actually, like, just sort of took the L. Like...
1: Yeah. It, I mean, exactly. Um, so, Disney's America faced additional setbacks in the coming months. A new analysis found that the park would need to be closed for four months per year instead of two uh, because of weather, decreasing potential revenue Oh, by, yeah! Right?
0: Oh, my God! This yeah, it's Virginia. Virginia!
1: It rains all
0: the time! It's a swamp!
1: Yeah, exactly. And, like, it gets incredibly freezing cold in the winter. Right! <laughs> Like, like, that's why you build in Florida and California.
0: Right. <laughs> I, I, my dumbass Southern California self forgot that, like, yeah. other places have weather. Yeah, exactly. You can't you build can't a Disney a park in the middle of Virginia.
1: They have a monsoon season. Yeah, yeah like, they, they actually have winter. Like, you can get frostbite. Right.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Uh, further the projected construction costs were rising and Eisner was concerned that w- it would not be too profitable, profitable to build Disney's America in the first place so like remember Eisner is still traumatized from the incredible failure of Disneyland Paris and so he's starting to realize this is not going to be profitable for at least 10 years
0: right especially like
1: the- with closing the park one third of the year
0: right it's like the overhead alone here is staggering yeah
1: the uh, property
0: costs here are staggering. Right. Uh,
1: in mid-September 1994, a crowd of 3,000 protesters, including uh, Senator Ralph Nader, staged a march in Virginia or staged a march in Washington, D.C. opposing the park. Spe- so, like, they had a huge demonstration against the park, like on Capitol Hill. Specific objections at the march included Disney's precedent of a privatized governing district in Florida and skepticism about Disney's plans to make you feel what it was like to be a slave and to be a world war two soldier, et cetera, et cetera. So like Jeez. finally thousands of protesters united saying like, we cannot let Disney privatize history.
0: Right. You cannot do this.
1: Peter S. Rummel, president of Disney design and development, uh, said in September, 1994, quote, we remain convinced that a park that celebrates America and an exploration of our heritage is a great idea, and we will continue to work to make it a reality. However, we recognize that there are those who have been concerned about the possible impact our park, uh, uh, impact of our park on historic sites in this unique area, and we have always tried to be sensitive to the issue. While we do not agree with all their concerns, we are seeking a new location that, so we can move the process forward. Despite our confidence that we would eventually win the necessary approval it has been c- become clear that we could not say when the park would be able to open or even when we could break ground break <laughs> even when we could break ground the controversy over building in prince william county has diverted attention and resources from the creative development of the park implicit in our vision for the park is the hope that it will be a source of pride and unity for all americans We certainly cannot let a particular site undermine that goal by becoming a source of divisiveness.
0: Uh, It's the location. That's the problem. Yeah, it's
1: the location. We can make a slave simulator in Maryland, then it will be fine. (laughs) God. Yeah, it's like at least Disney is addressing some of the concerns but, like, again, it's he's such saying... such a fucking
0: cop-out, like...
1: Yeah, like, again, he's not saying we're gonna abandon the project, he's just saying, okay, because of all this opposition, we're just
0: gonna move to another state. Like, well, and that thing in the beginning of, like, like, the repeated criticism is forcing resources away from the creative development. He's like, <laughs> we can't focus with you guys telling us that we're being racist all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of mean. It's your fault that we can't do this. Stop shouting!
1: Um, God. so on september 28th 1994 disney announced they would not build the disney's america theme park at the originally proposed site near manassas despite the political backing of numerous officials by the time disney withdrew the project from haymarket virginia the new york times reported that disney felt that they would they could gain official but not public approval resulting in unacceptable delays <laughs> delays yeah, yeah right Disney Parks and Resorts was also disadvantaged by the financial failure of Disneyland Paris, which had not lost nearly $900 million since since 1992 shit. opening. These financial troubles also led to the ab- abandonment of other theme park projects in the 1990s, including Westcott and Port Disney. Further, opponents of Disney's America had sizable financing, with over $2 million allocated toward marketing campaigns against the project. Jeez. So, so, like, Michael Eisner's projects were failing left and right, and, like, eventually he just had to be like, you know, this is just going to lose us too much money.
0: Right, just take the L, my guy.
1: Um, Which, like, he did way later than he should have.
0: Right, God, it's just, uh it's so frustrating.
1: So Disney put the 600 acres of land they had already acquired up for sale in March 1995 and relinquished options to purchase an adjacent 2,000-acre property in December 1994. At the same time they announced they were abandoning the Haymarket site, Disney announced they were still intending to build the theme park at a, quote, less controversial site in either Virginia or Maryland.
0: It's not the site, my guys! It's the fact that you tried to build, like, a Nazi dogfighting simulator and a slavery town. Like... Exactly, yes. Like... (sighs) It's just
1: this flawed thinking. It's like. It's just like. It's like that old joke. Like, it's like a guy goes to a restaurant and says, I'll have, you know, a burger and a glass of orange juice. Right. And the waiter's like, I'm sorry, sir. We just ran out of ground beef for the burgers. And he's like, okay, I'll have a burger and a glass of milk. Sir, we are out of burgers. Okay, I'll just have a burger and a glass of fruit punch. Like, it's just the total, like... Just not understanding. You're not getting what the the objections are here.
0: Right. Well, and it's it's that quote from the Beans guy, right? At the end of the day, you have to be selling a product that improves people's life in some way. Like, trying to build Disney's America, you are trying to sell people a product that they actively do not want exactly yeah like locals
1: lawmakers everyone is like please don't build it here right Um, we will not buy it yeah um so one anonymous wall street analyst claimed there was a schism in support for disney's america among top executives at disney and it was the source of an internal war during this entire time um with two camps one led by um Michael Eisner and one led by uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Mm, So like Disney, yeah. Who had also recently been ousted from the company. So everyone who was still loyal to Jeffrey Katzenberg opposed the project. Everyone who was loyal to Michael Eisner supported the project. So like, that was also like, I think a big reason for why the project was abandoned is because like, there was infighting within Disney about this as well. Right. Because Michael Eisner was just doing whatever the hell he wanted. Like he was just like, he was not getting full approval from the board
0: right right so you're f- like honestly he should not have gotten no
1: yeah no so they were silent for a few years on this project however mm-hmm. in 1997 a conversion of knott's berry farm in buena park into disney's america was drafted shortly after the knot family announced that they would take bids for its property so Jeez. the idea for the conversion reportedly came from the exact replica of Independence Hall, which sits outside of Knotts Berry Farm. Right, yeah. So basically in nineteen ninety seven, the Knott family, who had built this project in the early twentieth century, this historic like I think California's first theme park.
0: Yeah, I believe it was.
1: Um, put like they had they were bankrupt, they put Knotts Berry Farm up for sale and Disney swooped in. And they're right. like Disney's America, perfect, we're going to do it right, like, right. we're going we to do, do, do it. it in Southern California the, <laughs> the plan that Disney had called for stretching out Knott's Berry Farm's entrance across the street to the Independence Hall replica, the new, independent, the new entrance to the park would then be built in, to resemble Walt Disney World's Liberty Square, although the name of the entrance would have been changed to President's Square, um, and the Disney's Hall of Presidents would have been put into this revised Knott's Berry Farm, right another section of the proposed park would have included the native American territories that would have paid tribute to. So like they have not learned anything like three right. years have passed and they're just like, Oh, we have like another location. We're going to put in all this shit. Like the, it's the, like they
0: actually thought it was the location.
1: Yeah. It's like, Oh no. Well, okay. We'll move to California. It's like, okay. Are you going to take out all the horrible, like offensive historical stuff? It's like, no, we're no. still, we're building Disney's America. Yeah. It's
0: uh. so I thought, I thought- I thought he learned from this. I thought taking no, the, no. the historians to Epcot, he was like, oh, I guess we shouldn't do this. Like, I
1: think he learned much later. Like literally, I think that, that quote he said was like after he had retired. Oh, uh, okay. Like he, he was still just so stubborn about this project. Um, so like the plans were pretty much the same. Um, they had, they were going to put the native American land, uh, where, um, Bigfoot Rapids is currently located with the Lewis and Clark river expedition replacing Bigfoot Rapids. Right. Um, so the idea was eventually scrapped because the Imagineers felt it was quote, an inconsistent hybrid of thrills and education. So like now the Imagineers are saying like, we can't build build this like after, after all that whole debacle. In addition, Disney, um faced opposition from the knot family who refused to sell their land to the disney <laughs> family <laughs> which is like probably why knots went bankrupt in the first place is because exactly. of disneyland yeah it's
0: like fuck you disney yeah, we're not like, selling to you
1: exactly um and like sadly like uh cedar fair eventually ended up buying knott's berry farm and like pretty much just like erased everything from that park anyway right. but like at least right. it wasn't disney like right it was right. personal at least but...
0: it wasn't disney
1: so after all of that never went through, Disney has announced no further plans to develop the Disney's America concept. And Michael Eisner, as I said, like has stated in recent interviews that he has learned from, you know, that experience and that he realized that Disney, like he gets why historians didn't trust Disney. So at least he I, has learned twenty years later. I hope so. um And I never that's, know what that man. I know. Yeah. Who? Who knows? I mean, he has nothing to lose anymore, so he could just be saying that to preserve his image. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, that's the story of Disney's
0: America. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, uh, we are definitely going to be seeing more of these folks again in future episodes.
1: Yeah, I would love to do a, a Michael Eisner. We could do a whole episode on Disney
0: Quest. Uh, um, we totally should. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, All that's- right. Thank you for listening. Thanks all for listening. If you liked what you just heard, you should support us on Patreon where we post bonus content and extra episodes and polls that determine what we do in the future as well as extra fun bonus content that we're... Who knows what could be on there?
1: Lots of fun stuff on the Patreon. Yep. Get, get episodes a week early, you know?
0: What's yeah, better than that? all that fun
1: stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, we love you, we love you. Yeah, we love you. Big things are coming. Big things are coming.
0: Hooray! Yay!